Let's get real, let's get inspirational, a little bit emotional, and let's shed some sunshine. This is the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Welcome! Good day and happy Wednesday and welcome back to the Sunshine Steven Podcast. Also, it's May, so it's Mental Health Month, so happy Mental Health Month as well. Avi, I'm super into mental health and breaking the stigma because I talk about it like every episode. Um, and today is kind of no different. So I'm talking to Anna Dorn, who just released her new book called Bad Lawyer. I'll link it down below. Go get it. It's so good. Um, so we're talking a little bit about that and moral of the story. I don't want to give too much away, but you know, if you're just in a situation or a career that just fucks up your mental health, you can leave that shit. <laughs> leave it behind. So, um, definitely spilling some tea about that and um, her, I guess, experiences would be a good way to say it at law school and all that shiz. So, it's super exciting. Um, and stay tuned to the end. And I have a little special something something. So, let's get right into the interview with Anna Dorn. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's Sunshine Steven episode. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. I'm super excited. Um, I'm fortunate enough to get an advanced copy of the book we're going to be talking about, your book. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it a little bit. But before we get into that, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of introduce yourself, give a little backstory, and let the listeners know who you are and what you're about. Okay. Um, my name's Anna, uh, Anna Dorn. I live in Los Angeles. Um, this is my second book. My, I uh, released a novel last year called Vagabond. Um, and then this is my first memoir, Bad Lawyer, that comes out on May 4th. Um, I'm working on a new book and I also teach creative writing online. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that that last part. So that's awesome. How's the weather right now in Los Angeles? I'm kind of cloudy actually it, it was really nice last week but this these past few days it's been kind of like overcast um yeah does it i i've always wanted to visit i really do <laughs> i've never been and i'm like eh, but i don't know kind of going off of the premise of the book you never know because you see stuff in hollywood and you think it's one way and it might not be the other so that's foreshadowing uh <laughs> you get kind of um what's the word you you become kind of weak out here you know when mm -hmm. it's like 60 degrees it's like it's freezing um Ugh. your sense of what's normal is completely skewed yeah that's yeah I, I kind of feel that way now though being in Florida I'm like Ugh, 60 degrees I'm dying <laughs> like it's yeah. <laughs> hell is freezing over the world's yeah. ending and people are like no up north <laughs> at least they're like no that's nothing that's warm to us so um Anywho, back to the book. <laughs> so um I, I started reading I haven't finished of course yet um but I immediately was like, oh, I'm hooked just with the clueless reference right off the bat in the first. <laughs> um, so I definitely want to give you the chance to talk about why you wrote the book and then the writing process, um, how long it took, because you left law in, was it 2018? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, just kind of put the ball in your court wherever you want to start to talk about the process and why you wrote the book and what the beginning stages of that looked like. Okay. Um, I guess I started, 
I, I'd always sort of wanted to be a writer more than I'd wanted to be a lawyer. And um, I, uh, when I had my first law job, I was like, I need to get out and start writing. And um, so I've been writing for a few years and um, I wrote this article on true crime for mm -hmm. the hairpin that got a lot of sort of traction. I had some agents reach out to me and I realized after writing that there really was an audience for writing about the law. And, you know, I had this like sort of unique knowledge having done criminal defense and having gone to law school. So I started writing um, about the law specifically like through a feminist lens. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I wrote about this in the book, but I um, left a confident, when I was practicing criminal appeals, I left a confidential document in a beer garden and um, I had the, it was like, you know, it was like the daytime and um, this, you know, barmaid and like clogs came like clacking after me, like, <laughs> like waving the, the, um, my client's rap sheet in the light. And um, in that, that sort of image, I was like, I got this idea for like bad lawyer. Um, that image really like cemented it for me. And uh, so I wrote a, a, what do you call it? A book proposal. Mm -hmm chopped it around um, and it was more essays. Um, but then uh, my editor at Hachette uh, wanted me to write a memoir and I was sort of like, you say jump, like I can figure out how to do that. Yeah. So yeah, that's how it was born. That's uh, that's awesome. It's such a funny image in my head of you know, somebody running after it and it's like, oh, oops, my bad, <laughs> shouldn't have left that there. Um, but that's a, that's a really, it's really refreshing because spoiler alert for everybody, but kind of not really because it's the summary of the book and everything you left law realizing it, it's not what you thought it was. And we're going to get a little bit more into that. And I always find it inspirational and awesome when people, you know, go into something thinking it's one thing and having courage and the strength to say, well, this isn't for me. I should probably bow down now and then pursuing something that they actually are passionate about. And that seems like that's the route that you're going. Um, so that's super awesome. Um, and I commend you for it because uh, I think a lot of people, they get stuck in that rut to where they're like, oh, it is what it is. And they mm -hmm. just live miserably. And that's never fun <laughs> at all. Um, but with that, I did want to talk a little bit more about your time um, at law school and some... I guess back to the whole Hollywood thing. And I will say before we go into anything, I love Legally Blonde. I think it's, <laughs> I love Reese Witherspoon, but there is some problematic stuff, uh, mainly, of course it's fictional. Um, but one thing that stuck out and I would love to talk about is, yeah, it's, it's not that easy to get into Harvard or any law school or anything like that. Um, she was fortunate enough because she was a wealthy white woman. Like, that's not an opportunity for a lot of people. I know for myself, and I'm speaking just for myself, low-income family, first one to graduate high school, to even go to college, but law school is far, like, no, that, there's no way that um, is going to be a thing. So um, I guess I just would like your thoughts and idea on ideas or on how there's kind of a gap and it's not really accessible for lower income and marginalized communities to get the opportunity for something like law school. Um, I mean, yeah, that's 100% true. Um, I, 
I mean, yeah, I, I'm open about the fact that I think law school is kind of a scam. I actually recommend people who want to be a lawyer to not go to law school and sort of take the Kim Kardashian route because you actually in California and New York and in a few other states, you actually don't have to go to law school. Wow. Um, you can just take the bar and get an internship. Uh, most people don't know that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, and people are like, well, wouldn't you miss out on this crucial stuff in law school? And I, I don't know what you would be missing out on because Law school is mostly just drinking and the bar is the bars, the bar exam is very hard. And I learned most of what I learned in law school while studying for the bar and in internships. So I tell people, um, yeah, to get a job as a paralegal, study for the bar, take the bar, use the paralegal job as your internship. And then if you do a good job, you can get hired there or get hired elsewhere. Um, and that way you don't have the crushing debt of law mm. school. Um, and yeah, even even people who do go to law school, I mean, who, who do have access, like normally take on debt. And mm -hmm. for that reason, they end up doing corporate law, um, whereas they go in, I think most people go in wanting, at least in my class, most people went in wanting to really like make a change or reshape mm -hmm. or redefine the justice system, as you said. Um, but it's just, it's pretty hard to do that with a $200,000 debt. So yeah. um, people work in big law and, defend corporations yeah <laughs> nothing really gets changed yeah which is really sad and i feel like we're seeing that a little bit more now that the uh the whole system is kind of shitty because <laughs> there's a lot of i mean just watch the news everybody you, you'll see how corrupt it could be and everything like that and it is really sad to think of even if you take the example of l woods she'd be crushed if she if it was like okay well now you have to go work for all these corporate things like that's a very fictionalized and not realistic thing where you get to go to a law school you're happy and you get to do what you want to do it kind of feels like a soul-crushing thing to say i want to make a change oh but to get i i need to pay off this debt i need to make money and everything so let me go work for these corporations that are kind of shady that's my dog. She very much agrees. <laughs> Give her a second. Wait, did I order anything? <laughs> Someone's at the door, probably. Yeah, I order way too many books. My husband's like, you have a problem? I'm, like, I'm making it in a library. There's the difference. <laughs> okay, I think she's dead. Uh, but yeah, so it, it's not a fun thing to think about people having to go through all that thinking, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to change the world. And then they're basically shit on because it's like, well, now I have to fight for X company. That's really awful um, and everything like that. So yeah, I couldn't yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. I just was with a friend who uh, works in big law and she was saying she was sick of doing the endangered species cases. And I was like, mm. why? That sounds interesting and up your alley. And I then it sort of hit me. She's at a big firm. Endangered species cases at a big firm means you're fighting to kill. Oh, <laughs> to fight no. For, fight for a corporation's right to, right sort of to... kill off an endangered species population to build, you know, a power line or whatever. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it, it can be pretty dark. Yeah, that yeah. is super dark. I would yeah. not. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I, I, I am sure there's so many examples out there, too, of different ways that people are like i'm st stuck here but you gotta pay the bills and you gotta pay off the debt and everything like that so i don't fault them at all 
But, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. No, it's yeah. It's it's shitty, but it's like, hey, you have to do what you got to do at the end of the day. Um, going back a little bit into because this is something too, even with just college, I. I enjoyed my time at college and I thought I got some benefit out of it, but I also am like, mm, some of the college experience was a lot of drugs and drinking and stuff like that. Um, and that was evident also in law school. So if you want to just talk about that a little bit, we can, cause it, it, like you said, like people are like, Oh, why don't you miss out on the, you know, the fundamentals of law school. And it's like, what are you really missing out on people you know getting high yeah exactly so what are some um things that you encounter that you were like oh this is not what I thought this would be yeah I mean there was I wasn't like new to partying or drinking when I went to law school by any means um but it it, it was a big drinking culture I mean it was pretty familiar to me frankly because I, I grew up in Washington DC which is a very work hard play hard culture mm -hmm. um but a lot of a lot of my classmates, you know, were serious nerds in undergrad mm -hmm. and like really were drinking and partying for the very first time. And it just it's so much a part of the culture there. And law students are so stressed out that it becomes this sort of like unhealthy way to manage mm -hmm. the stress, I think. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about this question because I, I, I assume I'm going to get it a fair amount like why do lawyers drink and do drugs so much right. and I know it's a thing like it's it's definitely a high they have high rates of alcoholism in that career mm -hmm. it's stressful for sure but I, a lot of careers are stressful so I was wondering I was trying to think about what it is I mean I think in addition to the stress it's also that lawyers tend to be like very neurotic mm -hmm. um so there's probably a lot of like mental health stuff already there like right. anxiety and depression so they're sort of self-medicating mm -hmm. um and then since i went to law school in california uh there, there's sort of like a more druggy culture there so that explains like the weed and the molly which probably yeah. aren't as common in east coast law firms and law, uh, law firms and law schools. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And then I think like we, yeah, weed was kind of surprising because it's not really associated with like, a you know, like working hard. Right. <laughs> I do think lawyers are, are sort of philosophizers and weed is a very philosophizing drug. So I think that's, that's why there are a lot of stoners. Yeah. 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 That's it's, it's interesting because this might just be my naive self though or younger Stephen thinking oh well lawyers they're gonna be you know law-abiding and not do anything <laughs> out of you know context or anything like that and yeah I don't think that's it at all so <laughs> well some are I mean some are oh I'm sure yeah yeah honestly like I would say that there's a lot of there's some divide among types of lawyers because mm -hmm. like um you know like I would assume like probably a tax attorney or is like <laughs> little more buttoned up but the criminal defense i worked in criminal defense and those lawyers i mean they some often don't act that differently from the people they're defending oh, gosh. Like, they're kind of you know it's kind of the more like and trial lawyers i'll say mm -hmm. trial and criminal defense is a lot of trial i didn't do trial but um trial lawyers since it's like very adrenaline driven mm -hmm. i think it tends to attract like partiers and drinkers yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense because there's a lot going on. I, my minor was criminal justice and just 
even learning about cases and stuff like that like especially if it had something to do with like children or something like crazy I'm like I would probably have to have a drink after hearing about all of this yeah. um so I yeah. could definitely see that being uh, a factor in that as well too because even in that class I mean we studied serial killers and Ted Bundy so extreme 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 stuff but I'm sure even if it seems minute and small after time that probably builds up to um I was like uh I need a break in between these classes because it's a lot to handle and I'm not even you know trying to testify for anybody or be a lawyer for anybody or anything like that so I could see that leading into um some problems there um which is unfortunate but it is what it is, I guess. Um, I would also like to ask you what advice you would have for people who want to share their story. Um, for example, myself, I actually want, I have a lot of, uh, I always joke, but it's true, um, childhood traumas and stuff like that. And I'm actually writing a memoir right now to try to put it out and help people in any way that I can. What advice um, you would have for people wanting to share their story? Um, I don't, I don't like to give too much writing mm. advice just because everyone's process and journey is different. So, you know, it looks different for everybody, but I guess, um, I guess get as much feedback as possible on your work and join a writing group with people that you respect because, you know, these things are not written in a vacuum. Mm. And I guess one thing I can say for writing a memoir, because, you know, like I said, I didn't plan to write a memoir. Yeah. So writing about these things that happen. I mean, I graduated law school almost 10 years ago. So having to recount like actual scenes with dialogue in them was mm. really, really hard. So I would say take as many notes as possible. Like if you know you want to write about your life, like write things down, write down snippets of dialogue because you're going to want to draw scenes and it's very hard to write a scene right. that you remember. So no, that definitely possible. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, sometimes I forget what I have for breakfast, so that makes a lot of sense. Exactly, yeah. No, definitely makes a lot of sense there. Uh, another question I always like to ask guests, um, and this can be family or public figures or artists or a group of people. A couple of people have said like, oh, frontline workers or teachers or anything that who inspires you? Hmm. Um, I guess when you, I was thinking when you wrote this, like what, uh, writers, so I'm just going to do that writers. Totally works. Yeah. I, I don't feel like an asshole for not saying frontline workers. No, no, you're <laughs> fine. No, I've had people literally after the call be like, my grandma's going to be so upset. I didn't say her. And I was like, ah, first of all, I don't think grandma's <laughs> listening, um, to Sunshine Steven. And I was like, she'll be fine. So <laughs> yeah, well, my grandma, number one, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah, and I was sort of thinking in terms of memoirs when you yeah. uh, when you asked that question, but um, I really like this memoir called How to Murder Your Life by Kat Marnell. Um, she's sort of like a fashion, or was a fashion writer in New mm -hmm. York, and um, it's sort of an addiction memoir, but it's like not dark, it's very funny, and she's very, very witty. Um, and I also like uh, Elizabeth Ortzola, RIP. I think she died last year. Um, but she wrote Prozac Nation, which was super popular in the 90s and wrote a lot of, I, I read a few of her memoirs and she's a really compelling memoirist. Um, 
And then Melissa Broder, who's so sad today on Twitter. She's written a few books. She writes personal essays and novels and poetry. Um, but I, uh, all three of these women write uh, books that are like, I like books that are fun yeah. and funny and not too self-serious. And they all write very like fun books that are exciting to read and don't feel like a slog. And that's sort of, that inspires me because I, I feel like reading should be fun. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Solid choice. I'll have to check all of them out too. I'm always here for a female writer too. So I'll definitely have to check those out. Uh, so in the next portion, which a lot of people get nervous at, but don't get nervous, you're going to do great. <laughs> I call it rapid fire questions and I have 77 random questions. I'm not going to ask all of them. Everybody always thinks like, oh my gosh, you're going to, no, I'm just going to flip through, but they're nothing like crazy, like wild. They're, uh, they're really not. So are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. So the first one, this is a hard hitting one. What is your favorite dessert and why? Um, chocolate, like any kind of chocolate and um, probably dopamine yeah. <laughs> is why. Yeah, chocolate, Ugh, so good. Uh, what is one fictional place that you would like to visit? So if there was a fictional place that you could bring to life, what place would that be? Okay, the place that came to me first, I don't know why, is the Max from Saved by the Bell. I don't know. That just came to me. Yeah, that would be a fun place to go. Yeah, Especially, so. yeah, the whole ambiance, <laughs> too. Um, what is your favorite season of the year and why? Which I'm not sure in California if there's really a divide. There seasons. You become very sensitive when you live here. Um, I would say fall because it's very nostalgic. Yeah. It is. I, I love the good fall moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you could donate to one charity a large amount of money, what charity would you choose and why? Hmm. I don't know if a specific charity, but probably something involving like juvenile justice. Mm -hmm. um, because I, I did work some on that in my law practice. And I think, you know, the, you have the most uh, room to change with young mm -hmm. people. Definitely. Um, so just, yeah, some, definitely something uh, juvenile justice related or maybe something even that's like uh, early childhood intervention that, you know, works with kids before they even end up in the criminal justice system. Mm. I would yeah. love that too, yeah. Um, favorite hobby, if you have any. Some people have said they don't have any before. Mm. Taking pictures. Oh, that's a solid yeah. hobby, yeah. And then last one, is there a candy that you absolutely hate? A candy that I hate? Um, I don't love jelly beans. I love <laughs> jelly beans. I'm always, you know, my husband always makes fun of me because my favorite candies are the candies that people hate, like candy corn, jelly beans, Twizzlers, and Peeps. He's like- Oh, I hate Twizzlers. He, he does too. He's like, those are so disgusting. You're eating rubber. And I was like, they're more for me than I guess and I love jelly beans and he's like those are disgusting too so I understand though I, I always joke with people especially around Halloween time because candy corn is my one of my favorites and I'm like well I guess it's more for me jelly beans more for me but anyhow candy corn I understand a little more somehow I don't know candy corn I like okay good yeah especially I think it's really just sugar and honey to be yeah. honest and maybe marshmallow i think a little bit in it good combo 
yeah good combo for sure so that was painless that wasn't too bad um thank you for answering <laughs> all of those um none of them are hard-hitting questions but i'm gonna have to try to find some more um because <laughs> eventually i'm gonna run out and people are gonna hear the same questions being asked over and over so any suggestions anybody just let me know um the next uh question the next actual couple questions are pretty standard for every episode um the first one i'm very big on mental health and breaking the stigma and talking about it more so i always like to ask what are some things that you do to keep your mental health in check and that you would share with the world uh well i've been medicated on ssris and now snris since i was 19 i'm in my 30s now so that's a big part of it and i've been in therapy that whole time as well um so i'm pretty open about that and exercise is a big one and uh meditation which i'm not as not as good at doing all the time but if i'm in like sort of an anxious phase i'll uh, i'll be better about meditating yeah meditation medication <laughs> and therapy are three of my favorite things so uh definitely uh yeah med meditation sometimes i'm like i'm so I did great. I did it like three days in a row. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot to do it for two weeks. So. Yeah. And then once you start feeling good again, you're like, why would I meditate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it is what it is, but it's, I always recommend for people to, to try it though, because it's, it can be mm -hmm. beneficial for sure. Um, the next thing I always like to ask recommendations, any movies, music, TV show, podcasts, or books that you're obsessed with and you want to share. It doesn't have to be anything new. It could be something that stuck with you throughout the years or that you just discovered. Because like myself, I <laughs> I always find shows and I'm like, have you guys heard of the show? And they're like, that came out like three years ago. I'm like, oh, sorry. So anything you want to share? I do that all the time too. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I just, I didn't, think about this until just now I just wrote or I just watched this like because I just got vaccinated and I was kind of sick after and I watched this uh Netflix true crime documentary called The Staircase oh so good pretty old right when did that come out it actually so it, gosh like I think the final part came out like 2016 or 17 yeah like a minute ago but they had footage from like early 2000s when it happened right right yeah the whole thing the trial was in like 2001 I think yeah. so I just watched that which was really good and a more recent one would be this podcast called Poog which is just goop backwards and it's these comedians uh Kate Berlant and Jacqueline Novak and it's sort of like a philosophical and absurdist take on wellness trends and it's really really funny it sounds hilarious I might have to check that out mm -hmm. for sure and the staircase actually I think they announced that they're making a movie of course Hollywood has to cash in on it and I can't remember what actor they are getting to play him but it's like a big time actor too but I'm here for it I'm excited there's so many theories do you think he did it uh yeah <laughs> I think I don't even understand and I'm I'm definitely one I mean I did criminal defense I'm yeah. one like, to believe that somebody's innocent but I don't understand how you could possibly believe he's innocent yeah okay i will have to throw out i love you my, my mother-in-law she's like i don't think he did it and i'm like wait Hi. what she thinks that the owl theory that i had to read up on because i didn't talk about it much in the thing an owl attacked her 
And I'm, I'm like, mm, mm. Wow. yeah, she was like, wow. I think it, he just seems like he loved her. And I'm like, that's what you hear all the time. Like, they were such a quiet neighbor and they seem like they love each other until homeboy has 15 bodies in this basement. Like, right. He did yeah. it 100%. Yeah. It, there, there's no universe to me in which he didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> at all. Yeah. Now I, I, I may have to look up to see who who's playing him but I'm excited for that <laughs> I could see like Ed Bagley Jr or something like that yeah I, I can't remember but I'm, I'm excited for it I don't know I, and I don't know if it's gonna be Netflix or who's doing it but mm-hmm. regardless it, it'll, I'll be interested to see how they do it too because you don't know if he really did it quote unquote <laughs> so uh, I'm just waiting for them to do Tiger King as well too because I'm sure sooner or later that's going to become a movie yeah that was fun there was there have been a lot of uh tv shows and like various reproductions of the staircase murder though because i was i i spent like (laughs) i finished the show and then i spent like all of last night on the subreddit the staircase subreddit yep and there yeah there are all these theories on there and um there's a list of like all the different like there's like a bbc special there's like a podcast there's like a 2020 there's been so many reproductions yeah so this is just gonna add to that I guess oh I need to go check those out now because I do the same thing if it's like an interesting case or something I'm like oh where else can I find stuff about this even though it's a lot of the same stuff but it's like takes one person to have like one more extra thing in there that you're like oh this was totally worth listening to this three-hour podcast because they had that extra thing in there um, yeah, awesome. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, though, um, anything else that comes to mind that you recommend? Um, I read this book called um, "A Touch of Jen" uh, a few months ago. It actually comes out this summer. I got an advanced copy, but it's um, this really dark and fun sort of love triangle. It's about this couple that becomes obsessed with this girl on social media. Oh wow! Like stalking her, and it it's it gets like kind of dark. Oh, I'm um, here for it. Really funny. Uh, they the back cover says it's a Tessa Moshfeg meets David Cronenberg, which was like the hook that sold me. Um, oh yeah, and also the the new Lana Del Rey album. I've been listening oh. to that on repeat. Yeah. Trails. So yeah. that's what I've been obsessed with. My my husband is obsessed with Lana Del Rey. Period. Um, <laughs> but yeah. he always has bath time for himself. That's his. That's what he does for his mental health. And so I always know when I hear Lana in the house, like, oh, he's in the bath. Like, like, I just know it. It's, it's streaming and um, really good, really good good album though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, do you get too sad in there? And he's like, no, (laughs) like it's complete opposite. Cause I'll take a shower or something. And I'm like, put on like dance music or something. And so it's, it's completely different. Um, Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that. And before we go, I do want to give you the opportunity um, to let people know where they can find you. Um, the book comes out May 4th, correct? The May the 4th be with you, everyone. Um, so I recommend <laughs> getting that, but let everybody know where they can find you. Um, I'm a three. It's my Twitter handles annoying. It's three <laughs> underscores a Dorn uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, yeah. And anadorn.com. Awesome. And again, book Bad Lawyer comes out 
May 4th. Everybody get it. Um, by the time this episode's actually out, it'll be out because I think I did it the day after. So that'll be nice um, for everybody to check that out. But I do thank you for your time and everything like that. Um, I appreciate it. And I'm excited to finish the book too. So um, again, thank you so much. Oh, of course. Anytime. Stay safe out there. Um, and until next time, have a fantastic day. You too. All right. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Again, pick up the book. Also, I'm curious, has anybody else seen the Scarecase? Scarecase? Staircase? What do you think? What are your What are your theories? Um, let me see. Um, let Life Flow. That's great. That's a good one. Um, remind yourself, remind yourself from time to time that this is it. Very true. That comes full circle with life and everything too. Like this is your life. Live it to the best. Live it to the fullest. Ponder that over while you enjoy this week's Meditation Minute. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Again, thank you so much to Anna Dorn for stopping by, talking her new book. Like I said, highly suggest it, so go check it out. And if you go to my Instagram right now, I'm actually giving away a copy of the book, Bad Lawyer. So go look it up. And yeah, so thank you again. At Sir Stephen Rice on Instagram, go check out that giveaway. All that being said, follow me.